Hey everybody, Dave Norman here, Home Service Business Coach. I think you're really gonna like today's episode. I wanted to make one more reminder for you just about our HSBC Club. If you're looking for a community of other home service CEOs to connect with, this is kind of like a Facebook group times 10. Uh, and also what we've done, we've embedded our absolutely free sales and marketing bootcamp, which is going to show you how to get leads in your business without breaking the bank and also how to close jobs effectively so you get better conversions uh, and end up making more gross profit for your business. If that sounds interesting to you, uh, you can go ahead, slide down on your phone and click to join into the club today. Uh, and we'll have our admin go ahead and accept you uh, and you can be learning uh, ASAP. So I look forward to seeing you on side, the inside of our home service HSBC club. And I look forward to bringing you some value on today's podcast episode. I really hope you get a lot out of it. Welcome to the Home Service Business Coach Podcast with your host, David Mowerman. You will learn to grow your home service business and transition from being the technician in your business to being the CEO and leading your team to success. Get a front row seat where you will get practical advice from industry experts on how you can level up your home service business. Get ready to take some notes because we're going to jump right into it here. All right, what's going on, everyone? Dave Mormon here. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in for another episode. Uh, we're over 100 episodes now, and honestly, I just want to bring you value every single time that you tune in. Um, some of you have found out about me, and then you start listening to like all 100 episodes, which is awesome. Uh, and some of you have been steadily just listening uh, since the start and like whatever your way or path that you came to find me, um, just super appreciate it. And all I ask is that you share it with a friend that you think you can help. So um, yeah, let's dive in today, kind of as the title says, uh, I really want to dive a little deeper on this won't be like a crazy long episode, but want to, you know, get into the meat and potatoes a little bit. Um, and that's like, what's a better way to grow your business. And I'm just sharing like literally what I'm doing with uh, my company with Revive and, and kind of how that's changed over time. Um, and so kind of when paid ads started becoming more of a bigger thing in like 2019 is when we kind of first <clears throat> really dove deep into it. And I really wanted to figure it out because Facebook was just releasing like their lookalike audiences and you could like have this pixel, which meant that when someone went to your website, they could then um, be followed on their Facebook feed or Instagram feed and your company would pop up. Right. And that was like super cool for like a day and age. But then I think with all the updates um, that have happened and obviously more people have come into the space. And so advertising dollars have got more expensive just to get eyeballs. Uh, we honestly found this last year in 2022, like our paid ads just were um, not up to par and not enough to put money into. Like when I first went into paid ads, we were getting five to one, six to one on my money, right? Which is you throw a thousand bucks into Facebook and I can book five grand out on the back end. And that's like a pretty good return uh, for paid ads, right? But then we saw it come down to four, three, two. And then you're just like, well, what's the point? Because as a business owner, you've got costs as well, right? You've got to pay your team and pay your insurance and marketing and everything, right? And so it kind of came to a point where it's like, look, this isn't worth it. And I know some people may tell you, like, again, this is my podcast, my opinion. Some people will tell you 
um, oh, you, you know, it's okay if you lose money on the first visit because you're going to gain that client for the lifetime and make it up on the back end, etc. I kind of disagree. Like my style is you should make money every time you go to site. Um, and certainly you should be like breaking even having your costs covered um, because nothing's guaranteed, right? And at least we found in, in our business, um, you know, if I'm going to send a truck out and I'm going to lose money, and I'm just going to hope that we're going to rebook them again in three months or six months. Like, I don't want to build my business on a hope and a prayer. I want it on like a solid foundation. So I've kind of always disagreed with that. And so, um, you know, we kind of found paid ads like they are what they are. And and I do not like I'm just choosing. I don't want to scale my business up that way. Um, and so we pivoted to like turning on paid ads just in like the super busy season right and because i'm like hey if eyeballs are less expensive let's try that and we still didn't see like a great return right and this is for like facebook ads this is for google uh ppc as well um and we were spending like a good amount of money to to make this work and you know i know we can always make our sales process better and pick up calls quicker and be better um, so I'm not saying, oh, paid ads don't work, but I'm saying just for our experience, I found that things really shifted over the last three years. And it's at a point now where I do not really believe in shoveling uh, much money, if any, into that um, this next season, moving into the busy season here in 2023. And so I wanted to make this episode. Well, then how are we going to get jobs then, right? What are we going to do? And so... Uh, my style is we're pivoting more towards um, customer driven growth. Okay. And I'll explain that in a second, but we've always been of the mind. If you do a great job, clients will tell other clients, right. And I don't want this to fall on deaf ears where you're like, oh, I've heard this. I've heard this before. Right. I get it. But what we did was we started door knocking from day one and flyering and putting up signs. And um, we would go in and we would do the job and we'd ask for a Google review, right. Which is great. And we've been able to get like now over 400 Google reviews, which is amazing and like ranking really good in Google. And like, definitely, if you've not done that, I would be pushing that. Right. Um, and we worked with um, a company called Nice Job to help settle that stuff up um, and really makes the it quite easy with the process. Right. And you might have that with your company and that's awesome. Um, but what we've really found is going above and beyond in, in fulfillment. Right. And, and that's actually like the deliverable of your business because you've only got three buckets in your business right lead generation like we're talking about you've got sales conversion and then you've got fulfillment or production or operations or call it whatever you like right um but we got to actually do the thing to make the money and so we found in fulfillment if we can create the absolute best experience and ask for review in a very human non-salesy way um, that's really compounded over time and now we've been at it like six, seven years asking for reviews and just stacking like our Google My Business and Google loves time, right? They don't want to see a company just start today and get 100 reviews like it's going to look a bit sketchy. They want to see it over time. So there's even like a little plugin now on Google, which says like five plus years in business, seven plus years in business. And that gives like the customer like a lot of confidence, right, when they're hiring you. So with customer driven growth, it's essentially you're pushing fulfillment to such a high level where you really wow your clients that they cannot help but tell others about your services right and so in the home service space like we have a bit of an unfair advantage i think because uh when you're getting like you're already your clients are a subset 
and they're already naturally <coughs> geographically beside other people like them, right? Where you get, say, if you're selling shoes online, like it's hard to kind of get referrals that way because the person buying your shoes, like they look left and right and maybe not everyone like needs shoes, right? But when you're in neighborhoods, it's like, man, the the low hanging fruit is right under your nose. So we would be silly from a strategic business point to do like a seven out of 10 in delivery because um, that's not going to be enough for, you know, neighbor Bob Smith to go tell his other neighbors or to, you know, go leave a review for you. And I think the bar has only gotten higher in our space. I think it will continue to rise. I think with technology and business getting easier um, and, and big players coming into our space, I think we're going to have to be very calculated on where that fulfillment actually lands. But like, creating a real bombshell and fulfillment is is excellent because it's going to also allow you to charge more and attract better people um, and i've been through this space too where you know i had my painting company and we used to do about one hundred fifty thousand dollars per crew and then went to 200 and now with my cleaning business um, we're about two hundred fifty thousand dollars in produced revenue per truck now as an average right that used to be a high watermark now that's like an average you should get crews pumping out like 25k per month, two person crew, um, profitable work reviews coming in. And the beautiful thing in cleaning is your your AJS, your average job size is significantly lower than in painting. So that creates complexity as well. But you can also turn over jobs um, a lot quicker. And your advantage like 10 to one versus a painting company where you can go and get that next review and you can go and get more referrals. And so I think we know how important reviews are. I know for me, if I'm buying anything, I'm looking at reviews and it's just like so important, right? And we pay out our team for every review that we get. And I think to a business owner, like I would challenge you like to try quantify in a dollar amount what your GMB is actually worth to you today. And I would go so far as to say it's worth like tens of thousands of dollars to you because maybe even more, right? If you got more reviews and and bigger revenue, might even be worth hundreds of thousands, quite honestly, because your reputation is your one thing that you could never get replaced in life. You can always, you know, get more money. Um, you can always go on more experiences, but like your reputation, it takes a lifetime to build it and takes like seconds to destroy, right? I think the quote is. And so your your reviews are literally like your scoreboard to the world saying, hey, this company magic pressure washing in Orlando, Orlando, Florida is awesome. They do great work. And like, it just makes a case for you and your business that when you've got 26 reviews or like, okay, I'm, I'm kind of solid on this company. When there's like 146, you're like, okay, I'm feeling like pretty good. And when there's like 446, you're like, all right, this is like a no brainer. I would be almost stupid to like, not go with that company. Right. And it's just like human psychology. No one wants to make a mistake. No one wants to be the guinea pig and we all want to get a great deal. Uh, and we all are like conditioned that way, which is just like so funny. Right. And so customer driven growth is like you deep diving fulfillment with your company and making sure deliverables are a 10 out of 10. And I do subscribe to the theory that your team members, um, will will not care about the business as much as you will although i have some team members right now i think that are pretty dang close um but i think as a business owner you're always predisposed to wanting to have this business like run perfectly so you know for me we kept like a 5.0 on google for 
the first few years, I was very in fulfillment. I was the one quoting, you know, I was scheduling, like making all the notes, like everything, um, jump on the truck when needed. And then, then we grew, we went from one crew to four crews in like one season in 2019. And then our, our rating actually came down to 4.9. Um, and it stayed there for the last like two or three years. And we have these like four one, I think there's four one-star reviews that just like, I think two of them are unwarranted. Um, and two, we've tried to course correct and haven't been able to, and it just like, it is what it is. And so I think it's one point I'll, I'll make before we keep moving on is just when you choose to scale up a company, you put your business reputation in the hands of your employees. And that can be a very scary thing. But I think what's more scary for me was staying at 5.0 for four years and staying on the truck and having our revenues be, you know, 15% of what they are. Um, and me not having my, my time freed up. Um, like last year, uh, alone, I took 40 days off, like 40 working days, um, where I was away, um, traveling with, with my wife or, or doing whatever we're doing. Right. And that's something that for me, um, time is infinitely more valuable than money. And so I think, you know, I look at it if, if I wanted to keep that 5.0 and that's again, might've not even stayed at 5.0 cause I'm the furthest thing from perfect as well. Um, and so it just, it's a mindset you need to arrive to where you say, look, I'm going to put my head down. I want to build a real business. I want to be a capital E entrepreneur and I don't want to be a technician and I'm prepared to have my rating drop, you know, 0.1% or whatever it ends up being right. Um, down from a five to a four or nine or four, eight or whatever the case may be. Uh, and I've got a, a good friend who runs a plumbing business. Who's like literally 15 to 20 times the size of us, like huge, huge company. Um, and they're at like a four, six, I think. And he echoes that point of just like, man, you've got, you know, a team of 10, try having a team of like a hundred. Um, and, and that's not to say you can't be at a 5.0 cause you can, but I do think everything comes down to leadership. And I just think as you scale your company, it gets increasingly harder to manage um, that reputation and, and that level of review. So, you know, just want to kind of pass that on. I think as you choose to walk the path, don't be surprised if it comes down ever slightly, but it's always a fight worth making, right? We want to fight to be as perfect as we can, but anytime we screw up, we just own it. And we're like, look, we've got 10 humans running around, running this company. We're doing the best we can, um, but we're going to drop some balls. Like we literally got a one-star review because like two years ago, my office manager said he was going to send someone a quote and he didn't send it. And it's like, how does that get a one star? Like, why don't you just call in like, Hey, am I getting that quote or email? And it was like, that was the reminder back to our internal office was like a one star. And so he felt super bad. And like, we just kind of like laugh about it, honestly, because that's the world we live in. There's some people that just uh, won't give you another shot and that's just how it is. So, um, Kind of to pivot a little bit here too, I, I want to give you some more gold nuggets here in the next few minutes. Um, with customer-driven growth, I think uh, we've got to talk about referrals, right? And so for us, I'm kind of embarrassed to admit, but we did not start uh, an actual referral program in Revive until last year in 2022 in the summer. And so um, it's something we, we teach in depth in my coaching program, um, but we basically tiered it out into, into three different levels based on the size of job that ends up getting landed from the referral. And again, using nice job, we've got a plugin on our website where if a client's happy with us and pays us, they can literally go on and enter their, their um, neighbor or their friend's name 
and their email address. And that will literally shoot a lead right to our office so we can uh, get them on the phone or get them emailed and be able to get them a quote. And so I think as you scale up, I would really encourage you build out a formal process around referrals. I think tell your clients about it. And if you've got employees right now, um, I would definitely add that into like your, your job site experience where they are asking for reviews, not just reviews, but also referrals. Um, and we really coach our teams to push for for really three things, right? When the job is done, we want a, a job that's paid. So, and then we want a happy client who's going to give us, you know, two referrals uh, and then uh, a, a review as well. And so it's like the perfect trifecta, right? A payment, a review, and a referral. And I really think if you push that, you should be able to keep your entire team, regardless of company size, busy because literally you're getting the cash in the bank account. Awesome you're getting a review on Google, which is, you know, Google is just a megaphone to the entire world saying you're awesome or you suck. And then a referral is like hyper local. And it's like, Hey, my, my uh, sister-in-law Jane lives two streets up. Like she would love a quote as well for the same thing. It's like basically a slam dunk. And so if you get those three things, you should, if you're running like a 200 K business right now, you should be able to fulfill 200 K um, because you're just filling up that hopper. And then that's where it gets fun, where if you do want to dabble into paid ads or you do want to do a sign blitz or join a home show or go in your BNI group or build strategic partnerships uh, or jump on with Google Guaranteed Program or go to your chamber meeting uh, or rent that billboard in town or, you know, there's so many other ways you can get jobs that you can then close that gap. And that's like really what business growth for me has become is like, hey, we did, you know, $500,000 in revenue this year. This year we want to hit 750. So we've got, you know, a $250,000 gap and it's saying like, how are we going to make up that gap? Well, we could do, you know, email outreach. We could, you know, do all those methods I mentioned. We could do a postcard mail out. Um, we could do a reactivation campaign and call all the people who we've quoted. Um, like I was on our CRM the other day. Um, we now have over 7,000 people like contacts in, um, in our jobber. Um, and about 45% of those are clients and the 55% are what we call prospects or archives, right? Which is people who put their hand up and said, Hey, revive, give me a quote. Um, but they didn't necessarily go ahead with it for whatever reason. Maybe they went with someone else. Maybe they did it themselves. Maybe all their quotes were too expensive. Um, maybe they just got busy and didn't do it right. Like whatever people, people are living busy lives. But I think at the end of the day, that's like low hanging fruit as well. And so, you know, to kind of give you some key takeaways here, I think as a, as a business owner, I guess as an entrepreneur, you feel like you need to be doing all these things, right? And it's like, it's the 80-20 rule. And so I think if you boil down all of the revenue we've generated, a good chunk of it would come from just pushing reviews from the start and like doing a great job. And I think that's one thing I think if you're listening I think everybody here can get better with the actual fulfillment and the actual experience that you're offering your clients. And I was on a talk the other day where I was saying, you know, um, people were like, oh, it's awkward to ask for a review when you're done. I feel so awkward. Right. And I said, you should almost do such a good job in fulfillment that you feel awkward if you don't ask for a review, because you should be like really seeking to wow your client every single time where they're like, it's just so natural to like write your review. It's just like the next step in the progression, right? And so, um, yeah, I think it's just super important to think about this year. 
um, you know, one last tip I'll give you too. Like we've never spent above 7% of our overall revenue into marketing. Um, and I think why that's so low is because we've pushed reviews and referrals and customer driven growth uh, from the start of the business. And, and, you know, we've even had years where, where marketing spend has been as low as like 4%. Um, and I've got some members in my program that are literally like around two and a half percent and running like pretty decently sized companies. And it's just like, when you see that you're just like, man, they're doing something right in fulfillment. It's just like super cool to see. Um, and you know, this can extrapolate as well to like unpaid on Facebook with like social media shares or getting inside specific neighborhood groups. We've got a few neighborhood groups where our clients are in that just go to bat for us. Um, and I think personally, that's where the world is moving more to like an influencer space where there's actual like solid social proof, whether that's typed out or it's on video, um, whatever the case may be. I think that's like very powerful uh, marketing. And that's like the stuff that people want to believe because they'll know, like, and trust, um, you know, because at the end of the day, we're only buying because we've seen your business already do something for an avatar that's very similar to us. So we're just like, hey, that person seems like us, kind of talks like us, kind of looks like us. It's like, I'm pretty sure the company can take care of us as well. So just want to encourage you this next year, regardless of the state of the economy, I think it's a fantastic time to go back to the basics in business and just look at what you're actually doing to really wow your clients. And um, you know, if you're scared to call them right now, like literally right now, I think it's because you've probably not done as good of a job as you could have in fulfillment. And so I'll leave you with that really dive deep this year on exceeding customer expectations. And, you know, I know we're talking about fulfillment, but it's this feedback loop where a strong fulfillment will, will honestly create your best leads. And I think if you spent the next 60 days really wowing your clients, you're going to get more repeat work. You're going to get reviews posted on your Google, my business. You're going to get more referrals and um, that's going to drop your marketing spend. Cause if you're throwing say two grand a month right now into paid ads, what if you brought that down to zero and just focused on driving growth through your clients? Um, it's a pretty cool, um, powerful state to be in. So yeah, we'll wrap up there, everybody. Um, thank you so much for listening. I hope you're able to get a gold nugget or two. Uh, and Hey, if you ever want to reach out and chat further, uh, we do offer a free strategy call uh, with my team where you can learn more about what it looks like to get off the truck build a real business um, that can run without you. So you can go ahead and check that out in the show description, but I appreciate you for listening and have a great rest of your day. It's Dave Mormon, home service business coach signing out. Take care, everybody. Thank you for listening to the episode today. If you want to get even more value from David, then book your free coaching call at homeservicebusinesscoach.com.